Well, the haters gonna hate, 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 and the fakers gonna fake, 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 baby. I'm just gonna make, 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 making luck, making luck. A Dominion podcast. So welcome to Making Luck, a Dominion podcast. Um, I'm Jake, and as always, I'm in a, the basement of a certain someone. Oh, who is that? I don't know. I don't know who I am or where I am. Oh, that's unfortunate. But anyway, um, we're going to do a podcast episode, and this is going to be about Lost City and Cursed Village. Yeah. 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 Um, So, of course, before we get to that... Hi, I'm Adam. I'm also on the podcast. Uh, If you're you're a video listener, uh, you need to check out my shirt. My wife got this for me. Yeah, it's Valentine's amazing. Valentine's Day present, right? It says, "It says make Harambe alive again," and I love this shirt. This is great. Yeah, it's very. Uh, what year was that? She knows. Um. You know what? It doesn't matter how long ago it was. Harambe will never die in my heart. Hashtag never forget. That's true. You'll forget about it someday. Oh, but, what? Um, <laughs> the, uh... Bull. Yeah. Well, anyway, so if you remember last... My wife knows what I like. She's great. Yeah. Uh, so we talked last time about junking, yeah? Yeah, last time we talked about junking, and uh, we played out a kingdom that had some junking and had some ways to deal with the junk in it. And yeah. uh, that was most of what we centered our discussion around, uh, so we should read the cards in it. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I'll do it. Sounds good. So we have Alchemist, Oasis, Scheme... Hmm. Devil's Workshop, Bazaar, Explorer, Festival, <clears throat> Mandarin, Market, Witch, and Trade. Once again, for our audio-only listeners, Alchemist, Oasis, Scheme, Devil's Workshop, Bazaar, Explorer, Festival, Mandarin, Market, Witch, and we have Trade. Yeah, so this was a interesting kingdom. Obviously, the junking is witch, and the main means of dealing with it is trade. Uh, so the interesting part here was, again, that there's no thinning, per se. Uh, you are just getting the junk and then turning that junk into silver. Which is not junk. Which is not junk. Yeah. It's uh, actually a really good card. Right, but the idea is that uh, you are never decreasing the number of stop cards in your deck. That number is only going up. And you are... Well, yeah, they, I mean, they how are much stop- do I care about stop cards well, here, though, right? Well, it was important here because it, it kind of dictated the kind of deck that you could build. Um, and so the... Uh, and, and you have to spend the $5 buy and line it up with the junk to make that happen. So sure, the junk that's is certainly... The important part. That's inconveniencing you a good deal. If you remember, we... Adam and I advocated for kind of different decks. Um, really? Because I don't know that you advocated for any deck at all. <laughs> I, d- I did, I did. You advocated for, like, dipping your toe in three different decks so that yeah. you don't have to be wrong. This is true. Yeah? Uh, and I somehow managed to be wrong anyway, though. So, oh, nice. <laughs> um, I advocated for... We all have to do what we're best at. Yeah, opening <laughs> Silver Oasis and then uh, basically getting uh, the Witch, obviously, and uh, setting up some good trades, but also getting a bunch of markets and bazaars and building up a whole bunch and uh, possibly some festivals and, and getting to this point where you are uh, threatening to double province. Uh, if the opponent uh, doesn't pressure you, you build the double province, but if they do, uh, then you just start single provincing and you're not much slower off for it. Uh, turns out that's bad. Um yeah, so I... Uh, Let's talk about your deck. I said that Alchemist was going to be pretty good. <laughs> you were going to open uh, with a potion. Because you uh, want to line up your business. And uh, so I, I said you should open Potion Oasis, uh, get some Alchemist going on, get a Witch ASAP, uh, put a couple schemes in the deck, and uh, draw a bunch of cards. Uh, not everything, but, you know, enough cards so that you can line up your business and play your Witch a decent amount of time. And I would just like to point out that we played uh, one game where each of us went for the strategies we just described, and I won that game, and therefore I'm right about everything that I said, uh, not only with regards to this kingdom, but uh, to that entire episode, and everything I've ever said about Dominion, or anything at all in life in general. 
It's true. I hadn't thought about it like that, yeah. mostly because I'm not actually sure that that happened. Um, did we Did we play that game? Yeah, we both and I won. That? I won. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah. I remember... Like, Those were good times, and, and everything after that was me just playing around with different things, so none yeah, of it counted. Just yeah. trying out all the cards. Yeah. Yeah, okay, <laughs> so if you can't tell the sarcasm here, yeah. The, no, I'm not being sarcastic. The alchemist was terrible. You don't open with a potion here. Okay, um, I, I mean, I'll, I'll give you this much. Uh, I think if you're going to go for Alchemist, I think you are better off uh, not opening with the potion. Okay. Because uh, you don't want to get too far behind on getting junked. You right. need to uh, get a witch ASAP, start playing that witch ASAP, uh, and then maybe uh, get the potion a little bit later so you can draw some cards a little bit later. So you're up for delaying the potion. Where did, when did, What turn did you think you wanted to get it? Well, it kind of depends. So, like, if you can... Obviously, you need to get the witch turn three, turn four. And, uh, you know, if you have $5, you're probably going to be doing that. If you don't, uh, and you have $4, then, you know, get the potion. But sometimes you don't, and you have to wait a little bit longer. So you're, you're acting for... I like that a lot better. I like that play where you're not opening with the potion, and you're, you're delaying the potion. Um, I think that you could go even a little farther, though. I think that you should keep delaying the potion. And, oh, yeah? Uh, just keep delaying it. And Turn- just... And just not get it. Turn five, because, turn just wait. Six. Oh, y- yeah. You keep delaying the potion until you are playing a different game of Dominion where Alchemist is good. Uh, so the this thing have to be Alchemist, man. Right. It could be a lot of things. Yeah. Like maybe our kingdom for this episode. Yeah, it's got a potion card. Maybe it's good. That's true. Maybe we'll talk about it at the end of this episode. Spoilers. Stay tuned to Making Luck, a Dominion podcast. Now let's talk about what deck was actually good here. I, I just described it. Yeah, no, you open Silver, Silver, and you are getting the Witch uh, turn three, turn four. You're probably getting... Unless you're... Um, yeah, and then <laughs> you are uh, basically playing Witch uh, with money and trade. Uh, now, here's the deck that I settled on thinking was best, and I'm pretty... I'm confident that this was pretty close to best, if not best. Um, I opened Silver, Silver, and then on... Uh, the next shuffle, I got my witch on five, but then I got a scheme after that uh, on my next threes, and I never had more than two schemes in the deck. But I liked that a little better than the second witch, uh, just because you know scheme can function as like another copy of that really good card in your deck. Exactly. If you're curious, you can refer to our recent episode on the card Ashima, which goes into more detail. Yeah, and it. What, so, like, it's that or the second witch, and sometimes I got the second witch instead. A lot of it depended on how things worked out. Um, if, you know, I hit five uh, a second time and I didn't already have a scheme in the deck, I went ahead and took the second witch. Uh, but the... Oh, and the key thing here was I hit five and it wasn't a good trade hand. Right, so I'm going to take a good trade over the second on witch. turn three or turn four? Oh, over no, the second witch. over the second witch. Second witch, yeah. Um, because the, I can get the scheme, and that is kind of giving me uh, similar witch coverage to the second witch. Uh, yeah, but so, you definitely want to get that first witch. Oh, yes. totally. Yeah. yeah, no question. Yeah. Uh, so you're uh, mostly just doing trades all day, and uh, you're doing the single province thing, and... Uh, yeah, it turns out that was just way faster than anything either of us had described. Yeah, except for the thing that I described, because I won that one game, yeah. So it's a shame that none of the results support what you're saying, yeah? Yeah, it's a shame. Yeah. Um, you can uh, read about watch, that. Watch the video. Yeah, totally. The video, yeah. You can yeah. see how many games I won with my strategy. <laughs> you can watch yeah. the Alchemist deck in all of its glory. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I did try a few variations on it, but yeah. really all that matters is that one game, right? Because no one plays uh, Kingdoms multiple times. In right. Canadian, no, yeah. I mean, only idiots do that, right? No, definitely. That yeah. sounds horrible. I mean, if you do that, then you're probably just bad at Dominion. No, you're definitely bad at Dominion. I have had people yeah. ask me before, like, how the hell do you do that? Like, about our, our kingdom analysis thing, they're like... Oh, it's really easy. Play? There's a button right yeah, there. No. <laughs> no, they're like, how the do you put yourself through that, of playing the same kingdom over and over? And I'll admit, it's not my favorite part of doing the podcast, but it's a segment a lot of people like, so I'm willing to 
power I don't, through it. I don't mind it. Like, it's not this terrible thing. Like, it's fine. I, I mean, really, like, it's Some gonna... kingdoms more than others. Well, okay, well, that's definitely true. Yeah. But, but, like, it's it's definitely, like, it's, it's a different way to work on, on your skill, right? Yeah. I mean, if I'm going to play different kingdoms, then, uh, you know, I could potentially deeply analyze my play and record games and try and get other people's thoughts and stuff. And that's one thing, but, like, actually playing something out and doing a deep dive, like, it can it can improve different aspects of your game. I'll agree with that, definitely. Yeah. Like, and there's, and there's definitely value in something like this, especially when you have a podcast where you talk <laughs> about Dominion. Right. This is that's true. I mean, who the f- would think that that's not something we would do? Uh, anyway, sorry. Wait, yeah. I'm a little cranky tonight. Okay, I had a really sh- day. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead, Jake. No, no, it's good. <laughs> Actually, uh, no, 100 percent. What you said. It's not something I, I would do all the time. President's Day is a federal holiday. Okay, is it? Yes, it's a federal holiday. No one was at the office building where I work today, okay? But guess who was there? Me and everyone else from my company, because we don't get the day off. And you know what? It's also the first day of Engineers Week. You, you know something? If they wanted to show their appreciation for engineers, you know what I'd like? To not go to work. Maybe to get a f***ing federal holiday off! I mean, they gave me cake, and, I mean, the cake was pretty good, but I wanted to stay at home! My wife and I were up late last night completing this 2,000-piece jigsaw puzzle, and I'm cranky, and I didn't get that much sleep, and then we went to the gym, and there were a million people! Okay. Sorry. And we're gonna be bickering this whole episode. This topic is great. Like, I read Jake's outline, and he must be high on crack or something. Well, I am. You're in for a treat, guys. I am, but also, like, I think that we have some disagreements about these cards is the other thing. Um, But... Yeah, man. Yeah, so... Anyway. (laughs) uh, So you like playing the kingdoms multiple times. uh, Yeah, I I do. Certain... um, It's not something I would do all the time, but I I just wanted to actually just reinforce your point just now that uh, doing... The President's Day should be... No, doing a deep dive into (laughs) a kingdom... Uh, helps you kind of flex some different muscles than uh, you get just reading a new kingdom and playing it out randomly. Harambe did nothing wrong, Jake. It's true. So, <laughs> Lost City and Cursed Village. Those are the cards that we're talking about this time. And why why did we decide to lump these together into one episode? Because uh, when you play it from a five-card starting hand, uh, you end up with six cards and two actions. Yeah. And these cards, they both cost five, and they have a drawback when you gain them. Yeah, that's right, because we uh, had about half an episode worth of stuff to say about both of them. Uh, so that's why these are in the same episode. But remember, Jake, if you ignore theme, you're just going to lose games. Yeah, so uh, the theme of these two cards is that they are these $5 villages uh, that can increase your hand size. And yeah, man. That's uh, quite good deck control for one card to accomplish. That's you pretty say. ill, man. Yeah. So, like, uh, do you want to... Maybe we should, like, read one of the... Cards. Yeah. We were going to talk about Lost City first, yeah? Yeah, we, we well, should we go ahead it. and read both of them, right? And then and then talk about one of them, and then talk about the other one. Yeah, okay, read your favorite, and I'll read the other one. You ready? Okay. One, two, go. Wait, I don't have a favorite. Okay. Oh, I do. Uh... I'll read Lost City. Lost that was City. my favorite. Uh, Lost City gives you plus two cards and plus two actions, and uh, it costs five. So when you gain this, each other player draws a card. That was really well done. Thank you. It's from Adventures. It's from Adventures. <laughs> All right, so. Let's uh, see and then one. Curse Village is a $5 action doom. From the Nocturne <laughs> expansion. Uh, Doom just means you get the hexes out. It says plus two actions. Draw until you have six cards in hand. And then it says when you gain this, receive a hex. Yeah. And uh, we're now going to read off all 12 hexes. <laughs> and then, no, we're not going to do that. I'd rather die. So yeah. uh, let's talk about Lost City. Yeah, so... It's a village. I mean, it's draw. It's Lost City. Woo! I mean, the thing is that any single card that... Like, when I think about these elements of, like, a high payload deck, I'm looking at a kingdom that's going to reward me for building up to multi-province turns. You know, you look for a few things. You look for draw. uh, You look for plus buy, right? Uh, Or some kind of extra gains to reward bigger payload. 
uh, and you look for a village, and any one card that does more than one of those things uh, immediately signals to you, well, probably want to build a lot on this kingdom, and like we talked about that with Wharf and the plus cards and plus buy, I mean, you get similar considerations with Lost City. It's one card that does two of the things that you know you need to look for. Alright, so uh, I, I have a different way of saying what is essentially the same thing. The way you said it now is really reasonable and a lot better than what you put in your outline, which I was going to pick apart, so I'm a little disappointed, but we'll get to it. Okay, I can say something stupid if we... Let's see. No, no, there's plenty of stuff on there we'll get to. Okay. What, what I'm um, going to say is, like, <laughs> in most kingdoms, you're looking for the best payload you can have given the deck control resources available to you. And, and in the case of Lost City, you have a village and you have draw. Whenever you see Lost City, you're going to have both of these things, which means that uh, you're going to be able to have some really big turns. Whatever payload is out there, uh, if you have Lost City to support it, you're going to be able to do some really cool stuff. Yeah, a lot so of times you build towards it. Definitely. And these cards are... Uh, these these functions that these cards do, the plus two actions and the plus cards, they're so uh, commonly useful that I'd kind of just call these like generically strong cards. In that, What I mean by that is that these cards are useful in so many different situations that like pretty much any deck that I can <laughs> think of that uh, would... Uh, that I'd be building would be improved if I, you know, got these for free. So the only time I, like, wouldn't go for these to some degree is when there's uh, some other more important thing or there's just some better option that does what they do. So what you're saying is true of uh, most cantrips, actually. Well, so I want to go even a step further. Like, okay, I mean, sure. these are cantrips. I mean, Lost City is a cantrip, right? But it's, it's more than that. Um, I mean, these cards, yes, they're they're good. Uh, any deck would be improved by them, pretty much. But uh, it's more, right? It's a village and it's draw. And to say that they're generically strong, like, I would also say that um, not only would you just like these in just about any deck, but uh, you're going to be able to fundamentally change what you're doing in a very significant, yeah. powerful way. Yeah, uh, if you put these cards in your deck, I would say like the only support that Lost City is uh, is really lacking is maybe thinning, but it's not really sure. required. I mean, like, it can you can basically of... do whatever you want. Yeah, I mean, you, you're you're looking for some payload, right? You specifically yes. probably some terminal payload because that tends to be stronger for being a stop card. But really, really any payload, just just payload. It, it doesn't have to be terminal. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, the only thing, I mean... Terminal can... versus non-terminal is not, like, a, it's a binary thing. No. It's it's more like... Well, it's, yeah, it it's is. It's fluid. But... Yeah. No, it's definitely not. Yeah, a card is either not terminal or it's maybe terminal. But... Or it's... <laughs> anyway, but, um... Well, like, nobles, right? Sometimes yeah. it's terminal, sometimes it's not terminal. Anyway, go ahead. So... I, I, I'm going to say that, I mean, these cards are, are expensive, too, right? Because they don't just cost five, uh, but they also have this drawback. That's yeah, a part man. of their cost. Yep. And so you look for how to get the most value out of them. I would say that these cards are clearly at their best when you need both of the things that they're giving you. When you need some way to increase your hand size and you need the village. That's, of course, the best case for these. And they're pretty good uh, when you're just looking for some way to increase your hand size. They do it non-terminally. Um, and, you know, they're not draw, they're not quite in their best element at that point, but they're still good. And then uh, they're, they're, they're at their saddest when you just need them for the village, when uh, you're not really needing the draw so much, uh, then that makes them a very expensive village. Still a good card. Not saying it's not, but... I mean, if I need a village and... They're I an half Lost City, like, I'm not going to be sad about it. Well, I'm just saying that... I mean, maybe Lost City will be sad about it. But you'd prefer a cheaper option if it's available. Lost right? City doesn't have feelings. Yeah, like, Lost City... It's just a card. It's like, just a card. It's cardboard and a sleeve. And you would uh, prefer a cheaper option if it's available. Obviously, if it's the only village, you go for it because it's the only village. But just evaluating what these cards do and what their strengths are, um, it's best when you can do both. Um, it's happy to be draw, and it's meh to be a village, but it'll do it. Uh, sure. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, uh, this, um, 
this card, it's good, and uh, in pretty much all of the cases you just stated, um, you're going to want like a lot of them. With Lost City, you're going to want a lot of them in your deck. Yeah, typically I'm going to take as many Lost Cities as I feel like I have time to get, right? I'm going to be getting Lost... There's no reason not to put these in the deck, so I'm just going to get them unless I feel pressured to do something else for whatever reason. Uh, like start sure. greening or get payload or whatever. Sure. I mean, I'm not going to just shove all the Lost Cities in my deck right away. Uh, I'm going to get some balance of payload so I'm not wasting and overdrawing yeah. and stuff like sure. that. I think it's uh, pretty frequent. Yeah. That I do care about the Lost City split. So if my opponent's going for it, I don't want to get totally boned. This was interesting because it was a point on our outlines where we disagreed, and I said I don't usually, even though this pile does fairly often run out, not always, but it can, um, I don't usually care about the split, and uh, it's not that I don't think the split uh, is potentially important, it's that you know, by the time that the Lost Cities are empty, if they are emptying, ten free cards have been drawn by the players. And so uh, both players have been sped up to some degree because uh, the player has the Lost City. That speeds you up. The player, uh, the other players have been drawing cards. That speeds you up. Something's got to give. Like, the game has got to be ending pretty soon. So I don't find a 6-4 Lost City split to usually matter too much. Now, 7-3... Yeah, I, th- I think that's a load of crap. Like, I think you <laughs> definitely care about the split. Like, all of this... The game will be over... So, see, here's the thing. Like, we can talk in the abstract as much as we want about what we think will often be the case. Yeah. But guess what? You, the listener... Uh, you, uh, I mean, I'm assuming you're playing real games of Dominion with, like, the game rules of Dominion, and you're gonna, you know, you see a a kingdom with Lost City on it, and at the start of the game, you're gonna think to yourself, oh, golly gee, will the split matter? And guess what? It doesn't matter. You don't, you don't know. If your opponent's not going for it, well, the split's not gonna matter, man. You have to see what your opponent's doing. You have to think about, oh, well, I have three of these now, and I could put this card in my deck that's better for me, or I could get more Lost Cities that maybe aren't as good as the other payload card. What do I do? Well, if my opponent gets four of them next turn and I can't do anything, that's bad. Or... If I put Payload in my deck, and maybe I'm better off that way. You can make that decision in the moment with all the information that you have there. So I'm not going to make some blanket statement about when when Lost City is going to be great. I, I don't. I don't need to. But, but Jake will. Yeah. yeah. No. So uh, <laughs> the other thing. Let's let's talk about the other thing that you think about when you're gaining Lost Cities, and that's uh, the thing that it does for your opponent. Drawing right? my opponent a card. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's another part of the cost. And it's I no think fun, man. It's no fun, and I think it's really important to be like cognizant of what that is actually doing for your opponent. It has a really variable impact. I disagree. Is... I don't think it matters in the slightest. Okay, we'll come back to that. <laughs> uh, but so, what I think that you need to be like mentally on top of where the game state is to the point that, uh, like, that that drawing your opponent a card, it can span the gamut in my experience, from being like a trivial concern that's just not a huge deal at all to actually making gaining Lost City a major mistake. And major mistake. Yes. Wow, that's harsh. And you definitely have to be like apprised of sort of what that extra card is actually going to do for your opponent at the time you allow them to draw it. Please tell me how you would have any idea what that card is going to do for your opponent. Thinking mostly. Uh, is the main way. <laughs> thinking is OP. What are you um, thinking but, about? But you're you, well. You're tracking what your opponent's been doing. You're tracking what kinds of cards that they've already played. Uh, things like that. You're like thinking about what kinds of price points you're trying to hit. Usually, the early game of a game of Dominion revolves around both players trying to get to a certain price point to get some key card. Uh, whether that's a five dollar trasher, or maybe it's even a six or a seven dollar buy, like inheritance or, or, or four, five dollar lost city. Sure, uh, but the thing is that you are uh, some. T- you need to be apprised of what kind of benefit you're actually giving your opponent. Usually, and I'm not saying you're going to draw them a card. And I am not saying that people should gain fewer lost cities. If anything, 
Uh, in my experience, I see the opposite. I see people too afraid to gain the Lost City because it is a really, really good card. But um, I have also... I, I You do just need to be cognizant of it. I remember that Wandering Winter did a coaching video for one of my games of Dominion, and it was very clear that me and my opponent were both uh, trying to spike seven so we could get a forge. Forge was really important on that board. And I uh, get the Lost City, and Wandering Winter pauses the video, and he says, hey, uh, if he, and he goes through some you know math that I had already seen in the guy's shuffle, uh, said, Basically, by gaining that Lost City right now, you have guaranteed that he's getting a Forge this turn, when he wasn't before. You basically picked up a Forge, and you handed it to him. You said, here, have this Forge, opponent. Have the game. I'm throwing you the game, because I'm an idiot. No one will ever love you. <laughs> and it was hard to hear that at the time, but uh, I, it's what I needed to hear, because uh, being conscious... Of where your opponent is and what that extra card is going to do for them is really important to being able to play competently on boards that have Lost City. Really important to be... So, like, how many stars had to align for you to, to know that you were going to give them a forge? They had to be one card away from the bottom of their shuffle. The point isn't the specific thing that happened. The point is that you're thinking about the things that could happen. The thing is that you need to be you need to be conscious of these things so that you can make informed decisions. A lot of the time, that decision is still get the lost city. But if 100% you're not percent of the time, yeah. if you're not thinking about it, you're setting yourself back with a huge disadvantage. Okay, so if you have some way of knowing exactly what that card is going to do for doesn't your doesn't need opponent, to be exact. You just have to have an idea of the possibilities, and you have to have an idea of the probabilities. What are you probably giving them? Well, if you if it's not if it is not if it is that uncertain if it's if it's that uncertain, then why why do you care so much about that uncertain thing? That you're willing to contort the way you build your deck. I mean, I'm, I thought we were assuming that Lost City is now the best card for me to put in my deck. I've decided I have five. Sure. This is the best card for my deck. I want it, but now I'm thinking, oh no, this drawback of drawing my opponent a card, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. This is information that you need to be taking into account, though, because sometimes uh, the putting the Lost City in your deck, is that your best move? So is the Lost City the best card for your deck? is different from, is gaining Lost City right now the best thing I can do? And those two, those are two different questions. You need to be asking both of them in a Lost City game. I'm not uh, saying there's, there's don't just, gain the Lost City. I'm saying you need to be on top of this. There's, like, no way you can... I mean, yes, you, you've found one circumstance where you actually did know. They were one card away from the bottom of the shuffle. You knew exactly what they wanted. It wasn't they were one card away from the bottom well, of the shuffle. Then how did you know that you were going to get them the forge? You had no way of knowing that. There are a lot of different kinds of situations like this that you can be thinking about. What's your opponent's average money density? Uh, what kind of, how many cards do they need to see before they can buy the card they want? Uh, things like that. Have they seen their key buy yet? The other thing is that uh, usually what this will come into play with is like when you're considering the Lost City versus some other card. Like when it's already close whether or not you gain the Lost City in the first place. Uh, you think about where your opponent is in their shuffle. Sometimes uh, making their, if you haven't seen their good cards yet, uh, you can, and you're, they're close to the bottom of a shuffle, you can actually cause a reshuffle for them that's bad by gaining Lost City. Not saying Lost City is an attack, that's a marginal tactic at best, but it is, you need to be apprised of these things to play competently with this card on the table. That's, the, like, that's so narrow. Like, I want to, okay, first we're going to find this video that you're talking about. We'll link it in the show notes, and we're gonna, I'm going to take a look at it, yes, and we're going to see this situation, So it's, because that's educational. It's I want to know more information about this particular situation. Dominion is narrow. Dominion is made up of a bunch of little narrow edge cases. You need to be considering the possibilities to be okay, I'm not gonna. Game. I'm not going to tell you that you shouldn't consider all the information in front of you. However, if you're going to, I don't think that there's really any, I, I mean, I've played hundreds, thousands of games since Adventures came out. I don't know how many of them had Lost City in it. I've played a lot of games with Lost City. I have never had this come up where I had any idea, other than my opponent draws a card, what kind of benefit I would be giving them. And I never has it even come close. It definitely has for me. Then I would question, like, 
I question that. I want to see more about that situation. I, I just don't it's think it, I really situations. don't. Th- I would want to see more about all of them. I don't think it's anywhere close to being like a big enough deal that I would consider not putting a Lost City in my card if I thought it was the best card for my deck. Well, so a lot of the time you are uh, choosing between putting Lost City in your deck and some other good card. So you think about not just what's the best card for my deck, what's the best move for me to win this game right now. Well, if there's one empty pile and it's between Lost City and City, then uh, yeah, sure, man. But uh, man, I'm just it's never it's never even come close to happening for me. We're gonna have a similar argument of the on-game drawback of Curse Village. Stay tuned for Making Luck, a bickering podcast. A bickering podcast. Yeah. So uh, that's Lost City, uh, and we also have Cursed Village. So yeah, uh, Cursed Village is we already read the text of these cards. Yeah. It's a village. It's draw. It's Cursed Village. Now, we talked about uh, these cards being generically strong, like, pretty much always good. That's that's good. That's true of, like, every copy of Lost City, uh, but it's true with, like, a caveat with Cursed Village, because it's really only, uh, like, the first or second copy of Cursed Village you get that, like, guaranteed Lost City value. Uh, Hashtag you know. guaranteed Lost City value. Yeah, and uh, past that, uh, there's the chance that you uh, play Cursed Village, and then the second one that you play that turn is is not nearly as good. Or maybe you've drawn some other cards and it's not uh, as good because you've drawn cards some other way. Yeah, so if I want to draw a lot of cards, I'm just going to jam some Cursed Villages. Like, yeah, man, I'm going to I'm gonna get some Cursed Villages. I'm going to draw a lot of cards. Don't do that. Uh, now, the get f- something else. So the first or second copy of Cursed <laughs> Village is almost always as good as The Lost City. Yeah. Often better. And if they hit you with a militia... You're like, hey, look at me. I don't drew back up to six, bro. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, it's uh, fake news that draw to X counters discard attacks. Please don't operate under that assumption. Well, I mean, like, in that situation it does, but, like, I'm not going to play a draw to X deck because they're going for militia, right? And I'm not going to not go for militia because they're playing it. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, in these like Hashtag draw to X games. scenarios, you'd still prefer not to be attacked. Is the be all, is the is the bottom line? In in some cases, whatever. I, think like you. I anyway. don't really care. So you get that first lost city, and it's pretty good. And usually, or the cursed village, and it's pretty good for you. And then uh, yeah, subsequent copies uh, get a little bit worse, usually. Yeah. Right. And that's uh, assuming that you're not really like. Uh, playing to this card's synergies, and this card does have the usual draw to X synergies with uh, disappearing payload, things that uh, cards that resolve to reduce your hand size by some amount, and then you play the Cursed Village and it draws more cards because of that. Sure. So, like, this is. Um, let's talk about draw to X for a half a second. Uh, sure. We did, and by we, I actually don't mean Jake. This, no. this is one of the first episodes of Making Luck. I wasn't even before, born yet. Before Jake was even born. Uh, Wondering Winter and I did an episode about Draw to X decks, so uh, we'll link that in the show notes. Uh, Go ahead and have a listen. I think it withstands the test of time, even though it was made before, like, all of the expansions, right? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Before I was even... Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, before Jake even was... uh... Anyway, so uh, Draw to X decks, they're not um, good. good. They're not not good. Right. Uh, They have a lot of issues. They require a lot of support. And when I say require, I mean the deck doesn't work really at all unless you have this support. So like, uh, it has issues with consistency and reliability. You need to find the right cards at the right point in your turn. And if you don't, well, your deck's not going to function. You need strong trashing or else the deck isn't going to work at all. Uh, And you usually need a lot of villages uh, for it to work well uh, more villages than you would in some other type of deck. And so Curse Village, yeah, uh, it, it helps you with a couple of these downsides. That's yeah, that's part of where Curse Village I think stands. I think uh, first off, I want to say I agree with like everything you're saying about these draw to X yeah. decks and cards like I think in general that's the gospel truth, bro. It's a really overrated mechanic draw to X. It's like if there's yeah. some other a way that you just can be now, like don't get me wrong do, yeah. there are boards that just have so much support for it where you're like okay this is the thing you do here yeah. but like if there's if it's between like drawing to x and some other 
mechanic and, I can use to control drawing my deck. to like maybe more than X, right? Yeah. Or uh, being able to play the cards in whatever order I want to play them. <laughs> you know, uh, playing a deck that isn't bad, right? And yeah. that's that's the big thing. It's not that the X is too small in my experience. <laughs> it's that the uh, it's that it restricts the order you get to play the cards in, and that's, it's that's all the, the above, man. So a giant pain in the tokens. Agreeing with all of that, I will say Curse Village kind of stands apart. Uh, it's one of the better ones for sure because it's a village, like you said. Yeah. Because the main thing that these uh, decks are suffering from is inflexibility, and what do villages give you? Flexibility. So the fact that uh, Curse Village kind of comes in with this built-in sort of remedy to one of Draw to X's problems makes it a pretty solid choice a lot of the time. Those consistency issues came from draw to X cards that are terminal, meaning you need to find at least one village and a draw to X card to kick your turn off. And really, you would want to find multiple villages. Right. That's a lot of cards to ask for in an opening hand of five cards, uh, but with Cursed Village, you only need to find one copy of Cursed Village. So you can spam these things so that you can make sure to have one in your starting hand. And that's, yeah. that's really good for these decks. And also, like, it needs a lot of villages, and, you know... Curse Village, I don't know if you realize this, is a village. Oh. Yeah. Hey, it's right on the thing. Yeah. yeah. Mind nice. equals blown. Yeah, so... Are you... Do you, are you getting the calculator? Oh. So... I think that uh, when we talk about Curse Village, uh, we can talk about using it in two different ways. So, there's the... There's the draw to X deck, right, which is where you are uh, basically finagling your turn around drawing as many cards with this draw to X mechanic as you can. And, like, a lot of these cards, when you're trying to draw with them, demand that you do that, like Library or uh, Watchtower when you're using Watchtower for draw, and, or, or, you know, kind of Minion in a way. Uh, they, so, like, Minion and Menagerie play minion by is weird. Uh, different rules because they're non-terminal. So yeah, right. go ahead and continue your point. I, yeah. I don't know to get back uh, to it. So uh, there, there's that deck, right? But, um, cur- and Curse Village, I think, plays nice in decks that aren't doing that is the big difference. It's like, I don't have to play to a draw-to-X deck, per se, to get value out of drawing with Curse Village, because I can just put, like, one or two of them in the deck and draw two cards off of it, maybe more if I have uh, lined it up with some disappearing payload by chance, but... So it, it kind of has that benefit of not necessarily committing you to playing that archetype. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put a lot of asterisks besides that. Sure. So, so the first, the first thing is that uh, you need to for, to get this benefit. Let's say you're drawing with something else. Um, you you have to have some way of having a curse village to start your turn. Uh, usually, that's the case. That's yeah. one possibility yeah. in order to make this not awful. Right. To make the dream work. It's like teamwork making the dream. I'm sorry that I couldn't get it. To I'm really tired. Okay, so. So the other thing you can do is you can spam curse villages. That's but, usually bad. Uh, uh, yeah, you I usually, was just about to say that. Usually, want to have like even in a deck that's like relying on the curse village. In my experience, you want like three max. And just, the, I mean, the, the there's not a, is, that's not a hard and fast rule, but I mean, we'll get we'll get to it when we talk a little more about that on game drawback. But like spamming this card hurts. Because you have to hurt yourself, potentially hurt yourself every time you get it. So the more you do it, uh, you know, the more you're going to potentially hurt yourself. And so you stop hitting yourself, stop hitting yourself. Right. It's It's like you're hitting yourself. Yeah, it's just just like you're hitting yourself. Yeah, definitely. Remember, like, when when you had, like, an older brother that would, you know, oh, I'm not hitting Adam. Adam can't tell on me. No? Right. Uh, I had a little sister, but. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah, same thing. So uh, so th- these cases where you're not playing the draw to X deck, you still have a lot of limitations in order for Curse Village to give you that much value. 
past that, like, I mean, obviously it's going to be worse than Lost City if it's going to draw you zero cards, and I don't think sure. anyone's going to argue with that. But uh, if you're going to, I mean, you're really going to pay $5 and hex yourself to get a card that just gives you two actions and maybe draws you one card? Like, that feels and, pretty bad. Well, the funny part is that sometimes the answer is yes when it's the only If you're, village, like, ultra-desperate, right? then maybe. But, we like, did that, we remember did that, the Wharf episode. Yeah, I was just about to bring up the Wharf episode. We did that kingdom where, and you said uh, it was literally the only time you have ever seen it where uh, it wasn't worth getting villages out and playing multiple wharfs. Yeah, that's uh, the only time Curse Village and Warf- yeah, yeah. V- duration draw in general is quite bad for uh, Curse Village. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like it sucks, man. Yeah. Okay, so I wanted to I wanted to hit uh, Minion and Menagerie before uh, continuing sure, on, yeah. if that's okay. So, um, I mean, Curse Village is not only... I mean, it's a village, right, and it draws to X... <laughs> Uh, but it's non-terminal, right? And so Minion and Menagerie, they both, um, they also are non-terminal and they draw to X. So with Menagerie, the X can be very large and that, uh, causes it to break a lot of the rules. And, you know, we've talked a little bit about this in previous episodes. Yeah. Uh, as far as Minion goes, Minion also gives you this flexibility, right? Cursed Village is always going to be deck control for you. So in the course of your draw to X life, uh, over the course of your turn, uh, you know, what you want is every time you draw back up to six, you want to have some kind of mix of payload and deck control cards yeah. in those six cards. And, you know, even if you've built your deck really well, you're still going to have some of those combinations that are going to be mostly payload or mostly deck control. And what are you going to do? Well, your turn's going to suck. Uh, Minion can help get around that by being both of them in one card, so it gives you a lot of flexibility, which Curse Village doesn't give you. So, I mean, yes, it's good, and it's the kind of thing that works well in these decks, and it can solve some of the issues, but there are still other issues related to draw to X decks, which Curse Village is not going to help you get around. Yeah, I mean, you definitely need to know what you're getting into when you put the Curse Village in your deck. The Curse Village... Uh, is not it doesn't play very nice with other sources of draw for sure yeah and that doesn't mean that you never put it in a deck that has these other sources of draw but it certainly feels bad well it can yeah yeah so the the cursed village and the lost city if we're comparing the two it's interesting uh, yeah, we haven't bickered, like, in a while. Yeah. It's been, like, 10 or 15 minutes since so, you, you've said something that, like, deeply offended me. So let's get going. Yeah, let's, let's get it. on that. Um, so is one of these cards better than the other one? Yes. Absolutely not. <laughs> because <laughs> I was I was kidding, by the way. The, yeah, no, I mean, Dominion doesn't work in a way that we can just say that, uh, like, Lost City is better than Curse Village or what have you. And also... Uh, there's no reason to answer that conversation unless they're literally both right in front of you in a kingdom and you're choosing which one to put in your deck. Yeah, I know I know that we promised you bickering, but, like, what, what he said was really... I mean, first of all, it was smart, right? And I wouldn't go that import- far. I will! <laughs> I will! Shut your <laughs> mouth! That was brilliant! Sorry! There you go, that's the bickering. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, not only was it, like, smart and relevant... But, like, um, it's it's important that we don't, like, say stupid things on the podcast. We I try mean, not to. I've never said anything that was stupid or um, never even given any, like, analysis of a kingdom that was even no, off in the even, slightest. Yeah. We've never gone there. Yeah. yeah it's never happened. Not. Yeah. Anyway, um. so, I, I mean, there's obviously situations where I would play a cursed village and it would be better for me than a lost city. I mean, yeah, you're not playing a great deck at that point, but sure, good for you. It can happen. Hashtag judgment match. Anyway, please continue. Sorry. Well, I mean, if we're going to say, like, is Lost City better than Curse Village, or is Curse Village better than Lost City, it's a hard thing to say because the Lost City has a higher floor. It's always going to do this uh, certain amount for you. Yeah. And but then again, it's got a little bit of a lower ceiling than Curse Village. Curse Village potentially has a higher upside, but it potentially does a lot less than Lost City. So you, uh, I mean, if I'm going to gain like half the pile of one of them, yeah, give me those Lost Cities. But if I am uh, hitting five pretty early and I uh, need some deck control card, 
and I'm only going to have like one or two of them. Uh, usually, I'm going to say the Cursed Village is probably doing Why? a little more for me. Why? Well, because there, it's just more likely that I'll have uh, some... It, it's pretty likely that I'll have some disappearing payload somewhere that'll it'll draw me... It could potentially draw me more than two cards. It's usually going to draw me at least two cards, and um, it, it's decently likely to draw me more than that. Okay, so these situations where you have that disappearing payload or you're going to be drawing more than two cards with the Cursed Village, like, that's not something I think you can plan around unless you're building your deck around it. Well, the, notably, you have, you need right. more villages than just the Curse Village. You don't necessarily need to uh, plan around that, though, because the thing is the Curse Village is usually going to draw me at least two cards. and then The it has first this, one. Yeah, and then it has this option of drawing more. So usually, like, the first it's, it's one or two... It's not an option. Well, it has this uh, possibility that possibility, it might draw yeah. more. And so, uh, also... This comes down to, uh, I think that usually... Oh, here it comes. Here it comes. I would rather get Hex and let my opponent draw a card. Oh, it boy. depends on a lot. It depends on a lot. Uh, I think almost all the time I don't want to get Hexed. I don't want to get Hexed either, but, like, half the Hexes don't do anything in the buy phase. Yeah, and then the other half really suck. Some of them kind of suck, but... Sometimes like, you draw your opponent a card and it doesn't help them. Well, sh- I mean, that's... Uh, it doesn't help him that much. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But, man, I'd usually rather take a hex and let my opponent draw a card. So, um, we should uh, maybe get into a little more detail so we can yeah. uh, focus down what we're going to bicker about. Yeah. Now, I will <laughs> say this. I will say this. If I'm going to be gaining one of these cards in the middle of my turn... I'd probably rather it be Lost City. So <laughs> remember, I said uh, half the hexes don't do anything in the buy phase. Gaining uh, cursed villages in the middle of your turn, uh, you get into some of the considerations where we had with Leprechaun, right? Where there are these certain hexes yeah. that are just going to totally hamstring your turn. Yeah, we and, published uh, that episode, right? Oh God, I hope so. Uh, I'm I'm, th- I'm pretty sure we did. It was a mini so uh, We'll link it in the show notes. <laughs> But we were talking about, like, three hexes that really matter for Leprechaun, because they yeah. can happen in the middle of your turn. There was right. Poverty, which is discard down to poverty, three, and then and there's a couple other ones that Yeah, really envious, yeah. Uh, delusion. Um, so, like, those, those can really suck. Uh, the other one that sucks to get with Cursed Village is the Trashing Hex, uh, because occasionally you'll gain the Cursed Village, and then uh, you'll immediately uh, get that Hex that trashes the Cursed Village. So you're talking about Locusts. Uh, Locusts and... So, War Hurts. I've cost-reduced it and lost it to War, too. Well, that's that's pretty narrow, but War can hurt, too. Yeah. War is pretty annoying, but Locusts, I think, is the funniest one. I've had so many... It's happened to me, like, three times, where I've bought a Cursed Village and then immediately lost it to Locusts. Yeah, like, that happens a lot more often. Like, maybe this is... No, this is not, like, confirmation bias. This isn't any of that. Like, that's just happened an unjust amount of times. Yeah, it happens, like, 99% of the time. You can can buy a Cursed Village and lose that very cursed village to Locust. Yeah. But more, I mean, more it's commonly, great. it's because <laughs> I have a few of them in my deck and then I buy sure. the cursed village and then I Locust one of the other one. It feels really bad because you've decided this is the best card for my deck. And then Dominion is like, no, you're not getting that card. You're getting this other one. You should have played around it. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, okay, so do you ever find yourself tracking the Hex deck uh, because of the Cursed Village? No. Uh, That seems like a waste of time. Okay, I will say I do occasionally, but it's only when I'm gaining the Cursed Villages in the middle of my turn. Like if I'm okay, if for I'm the, gaining the leprechaun thing, sure. Yeah, yeah, if I'm gaining the cursed villages during the action phase, I I find myself needing to track the hex deck. Um, if I'm just buying them, usually not. And uh, a lot of the time, I don't really even care if I'm getting hit with a hex by the cursed village. I mean, I care. Yeah, but like, I care. But like, what are you gonna do during the buy phase? A lot of them like do like almost nothing too. So yeah, there's like there's five of them that can like really wreck you. We talked about locust. We yeah. touched on war. Uh, there was, uh, Delusion. It's the one, uh, that makes you not buy actions, but a little bit of a rules thing. If I'm in my buy phase and I get Delusion, that doesn't prevent me from buying actions this turn. It happens my next buy phase. So my next turn sucks, not this turn. 
Yeah. Uh, and then there's also greed and plague. Greed gains you the a copper, ones, yeah. and plague gets you a curse. And since you know these decks require really strong trashing in order to function. These are particularly bad if you want to build this kind of a deck. And so I'm concerned about these hexes. And then, like, there's Miserable, which, you know, is not great. I'm concerned yeah, about on these. What phase of the game. Well, it was short. I'm concerned about these things uh, in decks where I want to pick up a number of cursed villages. If I just want, like, one or two, I'm just going to, like, just throw my cards in the air and hope they land the right way and whatever. But, yeah. like, if I'm going to be hexing myself multiple times, I can expect to get totally hosed by one of these or maybe more of these at some point at in time. At some point. Unless, you're and, oppo- unless your opponent's going for the same deck and they take all the bad hexes for you. I mean... That's not something you can play around. Maybe, maybe that's something you can play around. No, I was just kidding. That is not something I can play around. It's something... I mean, it's something I'm the that, one that's taking all of the bad hexes. I certainly appreciate it when it happens. I wonder what that's like. Yeah. It's pretty great. Human. <laughs> so, so anyway, yeah. You when when you think about I'm going to go for cursed villages, I'm going to get a lot of them. You're going to get hexed many times. Yeah. And like, yes, Lost City, you can draw your opponent cards and good things can happen to them. I think that the the potential of that effect, especially the additive potential of that fact, uh, is going to overall be less than knowing you are going to get dicked over two to three times in a significant way just from picking up this card. Yeah, so there's also this consideration, and like coming back to the Lost Cities, if we're comparing these two drawbacks, uh, the hex is always going to be a hex, but there are, of course, going to be times when your opponent was going to draw their deck anyway. Uh, and if your opponent is drawing your deck anyway, uh, then and you need the Lost City, it implies maybe you're behind on draw, but which is sad, but... Uh, the, you know, fine. You know, they draw a card, whatever. Yeah, sure. Uh, the it. So if they if they were gonna draw their deck anyway, uh, the the lost city is, is just fine to gain, and quite likely the best card that you can get for five. Uh, if you uh, also, you know, like later on in the game, too, I find that uh, drawing the extra card tends to be a little bit impactful, just because. The decks tend to be more powerful anyway. Hitting that one key price point uh, tends not to be super important unless that price point is province. In which case, I don't know. Why was I putting Lost City in a deck that's having trouble hitting a province? But Well, it's a generically good card, but I, I, I see the point you're trying yeah, to make. Uh, so, uh, yeah, toward the, toward the middle of the game and the end of the game, yeah, maybe that on-game benefit uh, is a little less, but then, of course the times that you want to put Lost Cities in your deck, and Cursed Villages for that matter, uh, are toward the beginning of the game because it's a strong control card. That's when those cards tend to be good. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so so we've, we've addressed the difference in the on-game drawbacks, um, but that's, you know, that's not the only way that Lost City and Cursed Village are different. Sure, yeah. And uh, there's a couple more comparisons that we can make um, I want to talk about the fact that, and, and this goes back to uh, a lot of why draw to X decks in general are weak, and sure. uh, this shows itself in Curse Village. I can play five lost cities, and I can have like fifty-five cards in my hand. Yeah, and that's so good because I have in my hand at one time fifty-five cards. I can play them in whatever order I choose, mm-hmm. as long as it's legal. I can do that. Uh, with Curse Villages, I don't get that flexibility. Uh, I also get the flexibility uh, when playing Lost City of using other types of payload that might be incompatible with the Draw to X deck. I'm thinking about coppers, or maybe silvers, or perhaps a gold. Like, or, maybe, yeah. or, or other cards. Like even if you're even that. with these types of cards, that even if they disappear from your hand... Like, it's, it's still very good to be able to draw them. I don't have to put extra villages in my deck just so my deck can function. If I'm going for Cursed Village and I'm going to try to play these cards, uh, so it, I can build more efficiently. My deck is more consistent. It actually tolerates having green cards in it. So this, this sort of additive effect of Lost City, like, I'm going to draw two more cards. I'm going to draw two more cards. I want, I want all the cards. I want to just, like, lay down on the floor and, like, rub the cards on my face because I have yeah. all of them in my hand. This, by the way, is why uh, people, the, why that one game store asks you not to 
Anyway, go ahead. I sleeve my cards, okay? That's not the issue. Uh, but <laughs> there are children here. The the boy's upstairs. He's asleep. Yeah. It took long enough to get him that way, but he's asleep. Yeah. I want to go poke him. I mean, you can if you want. But if you wake him up, oh, yeah, yeah that's probably... Yeah, that might not be great. Anyway, uh, and, and so, like, this, this additive effect, it... It opens you up to more types of payload, but it also opens you up to more types of deck control because you said before, yeah. uh, Curse Village doesn't play nice with other forms of draw. Yeah, particularly orange draw, um, but also like other forms of draw in general. Yeah, Lost City don't care. Yeah, you uh, can you can get your wharf, you can get your caravan, you can get your smithy man. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Uh, your hunting grounds, what have you. Uh, the uh, nice. Yeah. The uh, I mean, uh, what uh, when we uh, asked for feedback on this topic in the Discord, I think our RTT said something interesting. He said that uh, the uh, Lost City is a card that works well with other forms of terminal draw. Curse Village is a car is a village that is pretty happy to be supporting terminal payload and sad to be supporting terminal draw. Sure, uh, I mean, I've got, right, yeah. that's, I've got, like, that Cursed Village Wharf PTSD. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Terminal Payload, I, I already nitpicked at this. It, sure. It's Payload that lets you draw more cards. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I don't know what non-Terminal Payload is out there, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, I think the the value of specifying Terminal is, is just because if it's terminal it usually has some extra effect right yeah i just don't want to give the idea that like oh cursed village is a village and i will want to play many terminal payload cards for this purpose because like if i'm playing a cursed village and then i'm going to play a terminal payload card and i have one action left well i need to play a cursed village now and so i'm just drawing two cards with it this is much worse than lost city would be because I'm still just drawing the two cards, but now I don't get that flexibility in uh, how I play my turn. I necessarily have to have a Cursed Village and a Terminal Payload card in my six cards. And if I don't, well, screw you. Your turn's over, and you suck. Yeah, That and, was my deck and, talking to me. And yeah. you suck, right? Yeah. And no one will ever... Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah, the whole thing. Right. Uh, so, now that we've uh, kind of taking our time to really uh, get our fists all bloody about the Cursed <laughs> Village and the Lost City. Yeah, um, We should talk about a kingdom, and we get, went ahead and threw both into these, uh, into this kingdom, and uh, we're going to play it. So Later. Later. Uh, <laughs> we've got these cards in the kingdom, uh, ten of them specifically, and, and some horizontal things as well. All right, the cards are Vineyard, Forager... Gear, Oracle, Storeroom, Noble Brigand, Plaza, Cursed Village, Lost City, and Pillage. We also have the events Triumph and Wedding. Uh, once more for our audio-only listeners, we have Vineyard, Forager, Gear, Oracle, Storeroom, Noble Brigand, Plaza, Cursed Village, Lost City, Pillage, and we also have Wedding and Triumph. So... So I looked at this for a minute, and I uh, I haven't really given it the full thought process, but it actually seems like Lost City and Cursed Village are, like, kind of close yeah. in terms of which one might be, quote, better, or which one I might want more of. Yeah, I mean, the thing is that the Cursed Village has more things here that support it, but the Lost City has, you know, these uh, has the flexibility to be working with these other forces, sources of draw as well. And I, I think you probably are getting both. It wouldn't surprise me at all if I ended up with both in my deck. So Cursed Village has the synergy here with Storeroom, uh, you play Cursed Village, and then you play Storeroom, and you discard all your cards for money, and then you play a Cursed Village, and you draw back up. Woo! That's not great by itself. Like, it's it's a synergy. It's a synergy. Right? It's not a deck. I mean, you can, you can play a deck with just those cards, and I, th I think it might be better than big money. 
I think that it might not be, though. <laughs> it's, like, I mean, it's kind of close, but I think it's better than Big Money. Yeah, I, I mean, it's probably a little bit better than Big Money. Certainly not the best thing you can do here. I mean, the, I mean, I think I'm getting a storeroom for sure. Like, I, I, I think Storm's a great card in this deck. Yeah, I don't. I think Storm is possibly one of the most important cards on this board. Well, it's the only way to increase your deck size. The other plus buy card, Forager, requires you to trash a card. And at some point, I'm going to be done trashing my cards... And I still want to gain more stuff. And especially with Vineyard yeah, Around, Plus right. Buy is very important. So, yes, definitely Storm is going to be really good. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, you know, you get the the plazas are, are quite good with the Curse Village as well. The pla- Oh, the, man. I mean, like, it's... The, the plazas are... It's, like, I mean, it's, it's there's, decent. There's like, maybe, like, a mild synergy. I just remember, like... Back some... in the day, people are like, "Oh, Plaza Watchtower! I'm gonna open Plaza Watchtower! I'm gonna <laughs> Plaza Watchtower! Okay, I'm gonna play the Plaza Watchtower deck!" And then I would beat them by buying silver and a Watchtower. Yeah. Okay, so that's the thing. I mean, the plazas are a little better than what he's describing here, mostly because, again, Curse Village is a village. Uh, but the uh, um... yeah, man, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh... it totally is. I, I don't really know that I'm going to be getting super many plazas. Like I want to get, get, I want to get thin. For I mean, sure. I'm going to get a few mostly just because they're a they're a action card that isn't taking up deck space and uh, vineyards are a thing. I don't know. I think just about every time you would put a plaza in the deck, uh, you just put a storm in the deck instead. You might be better off. I mean, sure, if your terminal mm. space is borked, maybe. But I, I mean, I think you're going to have a number of. Uh, Curse Villages and Lost Cities in the deck. I okay. think you probably want them both. Yeah, and, that could uh, be the case. I mean, if I have dead terminals, man, I really don't care. What I really want to be doing is, um, well, if I'm being mirrored, I want to find my potion a whole bunch and win the vineyard split. And Storeroom yeah. is much better at doing that than Plaza is. That's so true. give me all of the storerooms. Sure, that that's very true. And uh, so I wonder if you're going to get Pillages here. Uh, the so like the pillages aren't really helping you with vineyard too much, but uh, there is this. The, I mean, the attacking the opponent is pretty nice if you can snipe their one curse village out of their hand. Uh, the pillage is good if you're doing a big triumph turn. Uh, so there's that. Uh, I think it wouldn't surprise me if pillage was completely skippable as well, though. So, so it it depends on a lot. Depends on are you needing to slow your opponent down with the attack too? Right, I think there's some recourse here. Let's say I don't win the vineyard split. Maybe I get like three to five vineyards. I only have the three. The well, uh, and the let's say is... the game isn't also like immediately over. Yeah, which is possible here. I mean, a lot of these piles are kind of expensive, so I have some recourse here. Uh, I can go for a deck that focuses uh, on getting more points from Triumph, and I think Pillage is actually really good in that deck. Yeah. Pillage gains you two spoils, which uh, will give you Triumph points Yeah, uh, if you manage to get a Triumph that turn, and uh, also it's a pretty decent attack. Uh, I mean, Curse Village is usually not too uh, bothered by getting Discard Attack, but Pillage... Yeah, well, if, if it hits the Curse Village, yeah. That'll get you right between the legs, man. You don't, yeah. you don't want that to happen. So, like, I could really see Pillage just wrecking someone's turn, especially if they have, like, five vineyards uh, in their deck, you know? Well, like, the other take thing... Away their, take away their draw cards, and then, like... The I, other card I think we need to talk about here is gear. And, uh, well, one, I'm wondering how many gears do you want? I think you, you're you opening with at least one. And, uh... I think I'm opening with Forager Silver. I think I'm opening Forager Gear. Uh, but the... That's close. I don't think about that. Go ahead. Yeah, so the, uh, the uh, and how many gears am I going to end up with? Uh, I think the, the number is more than one. Um, and if the opponent gains pillages, I think I'm kind of inclined to play around that a little bit with my gear. You know, like be uh, I don't setting think... things aside in the gear that uh, until I see their pillage. But I don't know. I mean, maybe this is kind of hard to talk about without it I actually think, happening to me. I don't think I'm going to even consider getting Pillage until it's later on. And yeah. At, and at that point, like, you're not going to be in a position to pivot into gear, which is, like, one of the reasons why I would get the Pillage, right? Because it's going to be hard for you to do that. Yeah, I mean, this is... It's, it's hard to talk about this kind of thing without it actually being in front of you and happening. Yeah, true dat, yo. 
I don't see myself getting... If I get a gear, it's probably in the opening, and I don't think I would get more than one. Man, I'm still pretty warm on Forger Silver, but Silver's not an action card, but man, you're going to need to hit five somehow. I think the gear is enough to help you hit five. That's hard to do. No, the gear will do it. Like you, you... The Forger... I think I'm... I'm going to lean towards the silver. I could be wrong. I'm going to set aside... I'm going to silver. thing is, I'm going to set aside cards to make sure I hit five. So... Unless you can't. Well, that's, I don't know. There's, like, no, there's no situation where you can't. I would just rather shove a million storerooms in the deck. And that's just so good with a silver in your life. Because, like, you play storeroom... You you search so many cards to find your silver, and then like you're gonna hit five, and that's just so good. Like I want so many storerooms. I mean, I it, do too. It actually I'm starts just... to resemble that resemble that like Curse Village storeroom shell, only like with the thinning that Forager provides you, and then like something more to shoot for. Like that's I want, pretty decent. I mean, I want the storerooms too. Like we're on the same page there. I'm just. Uh... Also, I think I think the gear is better to help you get there because it's helping you get the Chris Villages and possibly lost cities early. I was I just got done saying I think the silver is better along with those storms to help you hit five. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Huh. Let us know what you think. Uh, leave us a comment in the comment section if you are watching this video on YouTube. Uh, which one do you uh, Which one do you get first? How would you open? Uh, I nope. need to sleep more. I like Oracle did half of two yeah. thoughts, and I didn't finish it. Uh, which of Curse Village or Lost City would you get first, or would you get, you know, one of them and not the other? Uh, how would you open? Would you open with silver gear, forager, storeroom silver? Feel free to uh, rank the hexes in the comments. Yeah, we would really like to hear about that. Uh, if you're not watching this on YouTube, if you are an audio only listener, if you're listening to this anywhere else. Uh, we want to thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, even if you are a new listener, uh, glad to have you aboard. Uh, you can head on over to adamhorton.com, and you can find our contact information. There's forums there, a link to our Discord server. Uh, you can go there, and you can talk about, uh, well, really whatever you want, but uh, usually we talk about Dominion, maybe yeah. the podcast. There's a whole channel for salt, tilt, and whining that I haven't used in a while. I need to find something to whine yeah. on in there. Oh, there's a lot of different channels in there for yeah. various topics that haven't been yeah. touched. What's up with that? Remember Slay the Spire. <laughs> oh, yeah. I need to... I guess I, I still need to try that game, don't I? Yeah. Yeah. I heard it was pretty good. It's coming out for Switch. Ooh. I don't have a Switch, though. Well, that's a problem. I guess I need to get one, huh? Yeah. Someday. I don't know when I'd play it. Actually, I do know when I'd play it. If if the boy ever gets to the point where he's content watching me play video games... 18. I'm getting a Switch. Yeah. Yeah. That Switch is pretty great. Yeah. Uh, this podcast is not sponsored by Nintendo, but if you want to give us a call, Nintendo, <laughs> I'm right here. You can go to adamhorton.com, get our contact information. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything else to say? So, uh, by the way, if, uh, you... I decided to marry Camilla in Fire Emblem. Congratulations. So, thank you. So if that was who you were going to choose... Uh, Jake then... is registered at Bed Bath & Beyond. <laughs> well, it, I mean, if that's who you're going to choose, then I want to congratulate you on winning the raffle. Yeah? Um, yeah. Uh, if you want to... I mean, you can go... Uh, you can check out the registry. Yeah. And uh, you can you can get Jake a yeah. whole bunch of stuff from his registry. Yeah, totally. It's an exciting time in his life. Feel free to just send me things. Yeah. It'd be great. Yeah, so if uh, if you're inclined to do that, you know, maybe you can win the raffle or something. Yeah, um, right, whatever. Yeah. It's like I won the raffle. Yeah, Never you had that. Wait a second, you've won the... <laughs> you won the raffle before. Yeah, that's true, but... Um, but? I haven't in a while. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. In my defense, I haven't won the raffle in a good... 
few raffles. Yeah, is there anyone who has won the raffle in a while? So welcome to Making Luck, a Dominion <laughs> podcast.